You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. I'm going to talk a little bit more about yesterday's spoiler. We're going to talk a little bit about edits, narratives. We're going to go over a little bit of last night's episode, Chris Harrison, something he said to Caitlin, which I gave a little more thought to in his podcast with her that was released yesterday that I have some questions on. And maybe we'll get to some television news, including a sequel that is in the works that I am all for. And we'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast also brought to you by Trivia Star. It has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store. It's the number one trivia game in the App Store. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, if you love The Real Housewives, get ready for some Real House guys because Friday nights on MTV are getting fabulous. Don't miss The Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race Fridays at 9, 8 central on MTV. All right, let's get started. So yesterday with the spoiler out and obviously it being different than the spoiler that had been out there for a couple months, I wanted to just kind of talk about, because I went on Dave Neal's uh, YouTube show yesterday and kind of brought up this point. I, I don't remember if I brought it up yesterday, but, you know, it's one of these things where I'm not trying to play contrarian here. My whole goal every season is I just want to deliver the right spoilers to you. And even when I've delivered the wrong spoilers to you, it's not like I tried to be wrong. I've always tried to just get the right spoiler. And I think, I mean... Maybe people know this, maybe they don't. Every single spoiler that I've ever given, and I, I guess we can just, let, let's just talk about the final one, like when I've spoiled the ending of the season. Every single time, well, <laughs> pretty much every single time that I've given out the ending spoiler to a season, it's not firsthand information. Firsthand means I saw it with my own two eyes, and clearly that's never happened. I've never been on set, because then I'd never get anything wrong. So everything that I'm told, I think you probably understand by now, is second and third-hand information. Now, granted, sometimes third-hand information can be just as good as second-hand information. It all depends on who is the person that's sending it to me, how does that person know, and my vetting process obviously has gotten a little more stringent over the years I was, um, you know, easier to believe immediately stuff that was told to me back five, six years ago. And now, obviously, I try and, um, you know, vet it as much as I can. I'm still going to get stuff wrong here and there. I've gotten stuff wrong, but I've always been able to correct it. There's only been one season where I literally, going into the finale, you thought it was one person and it ended up being somebody else, and that was Desiree's. But Desiree was, what, 2014? Like, you've gotten, you'll know who the ending is. Before every season finale. But like I said on Dave's podcast yesterday, it varies. Before I before Michelle's season even started airing, two weeks before her season started airing, I told you she was engaged to Nate. Pilot Pete? I didn't know until the weekend before that he was engaged to Hannah Ann. Last season with Rachel and Gabby, I knew around episode five or six I gave you the spoiler. This season, three episodes in. So to say that I mean, I don't know when it's coming, and I'm honest with that. This season ended like the week before Thanksgiving. They were done in November, and I didn't find out until the weekend of February 1st of what the hell happened. 
you know? Um, yeah, sometimes I don't find out. And and that's all I, I'm trying to do. And, I, and I'm not trying to mislead anybody. I'm not trying to play contrarian. Yes, I was aware that that other spoiler was out there, but it was just, that just happened to be that spoiler, you know? If if I found out, if my sources came to me and said, hey, he's with Gabby, I would have reported they're with Gabby. And that's what my sources told me. But they didn't. They told me it's Katie. And based on who the source was and what they told me and the questions I asked and how they answered it, I'm going to stand by my sources. I believe them um, to be true. But, you know, as with anything, of course, if you don't see anything with your own two eyes, you can't possibly be 100% certain. Nothing is 100% certain, especially when it comes to spoilers. But am I confident in these spoilers? Absolutely. I wouldn't have run with it if I didn't. But yes, there's a possibility I'm wrong. The only reason I brought up the other Instagram account was because as far as I can remember, this is the first time that when I released a spoiler of who won before the season, somebody else had put something out there that said this person won. And, you know, in the past seasons, you know who the final four are. Sometimes you know up to the final three. So if I release something like that, like I did this year, you knew back on November 15th, Ariel, Katie, and Gabby were the final three. And I didn't say until, you know, February 6th who the winner was. Clearly over the last three months, anybody could have said, oh, I heard it's Ariel. Oh, I heard it's Gabby. Oh, I heard it's Katie. And look, you have a 33% chance of being right. And I wouldn't even have addressed anything like that because I have heard people say all three of those names. The thing with this Instagram account was they didn't say I'm hearing. They didn't say word on the street. They didn't say it seems that Gabby is the winner. They said, I have sources and my sources have told me that I feel confident enough now in saying Gabby is with Zach. So the second you say you have sources, whether you like it or not, you're now involved in the spoiler world. And I don't know, maybe they should have reworded it differently, but when you come out and you say, I've got sources and let me talk to my sources and my sources tell me this, that Zach is with Gabby, well, then you're part of the spoiler world. And I saw some of the reaction yesterday and I don't know who's running this account. It's a nameless, faceless person that will disappear eventually because that's what always happens with these accounts. I can already tell how sensitive they're getting because they're getting criticized after I put my spoiler out. You don't need to criticize this account. You don't need to say anything to them. But the bottom line is the second you put it out there that you've got sources and you're putting out spoilers, you have to deal with the consequences if your spoiler happens to be wrong. I've done it for 13 years. (laughs) Welcome to the game. This is the way it works. People are going to criticize. I get criticized when I get shit right. Because it's not, like, exactly right. Every single detail, they want to know what the fucking color of somebody's dress was on Final Rose Ceremony Day that I didn't have. I gave you the winner. Oh, that's not good enough. What's happened since then? Like, we've had that, where I've given you the winners of, I found out what happened at the end of filming, but then I didn't know what happened post-filming for a while. Like, it's just, it's never ending. And there's always going to be people that are going to find something wrong. And... I saw the reaction by that Instagram account yesterday. They're they're reposting people emailing them saying, we love you. You're great. Why is he making this a competition? I don't know, because they put it out there that they had sources. If they would have just said, yeah, I'm hearing it's Gabby, I wouldn't even address this because anybody can say that. You got a 33% chance of being right. So 
that would be my advice is like, look, if you're going to do this, anybody can put a spoiler out. I have no problem with that. But it's one thing to put a spoiler out and say, I think, or I'm hearing, or these are the rumblings I've heard. But when you say, I've got sources and they tell me this, you got to understand that you've now entered this world of spoilers and people are going to jump all over that. And if you're wrong, they're going to criticize you for it and you got to be ready for criticism. I've been dealing with it for years. Like I said, welcome to the game. Now, I think one of the things that people are going to do from this point forward, because we have two opposing spoilers out there, somebody is saying that he's engaged to Gabby and I'm saying that he's engaged to Katie, is people are going to now break down the edits of both women. And I don't know what to tell you other than it's an effort in futility because nothing in the edit is 100% going to tell you, oh, it's Gabby or, oh, it's Katie. Because if you want Zach to be with Gabby, it's so easy to create a narrative in your own head where you explain all the ways that the edit is making Gabby out to be the final one. Oh, look, they gave her this and look how they showed her on this date. And oh, look how Zach looked at her and the way he spoke to her and the way he was glowingly talking about her, which is fine. That could end up being the case, but you could also do the same for Katie if you want it to be her. And frankly, as we know, one of those is dead wrong. So the editors, if you're going to leave it up to the editing, you're never going to get anywhere because that's the editor's job of this show is to confuse the audience into knowing. Yes. And I'm talking about while the show is airing. Sure. It's very easy to say after the season. Oh, look, see, it was totally clear. It was so-and-so. No, it wasn't. Not while it was airing. Cause as long as people are out there saying, Oh, look at the edit. It's favoring Gabby. Oh, look at the edit. It's favoring Katie. Then no, it's not clear. And yes, We've got two camps out there that some people can easily make an argument. The edit is favoring Gabby, and some people can easily make an argument. The editing is favoring Katie. It's only clear once you know the winner for sure and have watched the finale. Um, the, any, the edit can make any person look favorable and a, and a possible winner and can also make anyone else look like they're the ones dumped in the end. It, it's each person's own self-truth and what they want to believe. So don't worry about what the edit shows. I mean, last night, Katie freaking spent the night with Zach during his second one-on-one date of the season, something that's only happened one other time in the show's history this early in the show. You watched the date with Katie last night. You don't think at the end of the season, if the spoiler is right and he ends up being with Katie, you could be like, Jesus, we should have seen this in episode three. He freaking asked her to spend the night with him. Nobody else got asked to spend the night with him. They clearly had giant chemistry. He clearly couldn't stop gushing about her. So then you can be like, oh, gosh, how could he pick Gabby after all that? And then you're going to watch Gabby's one-on-one date in London, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. For people that are wanting him to be with Gabby, you're going to say exactly what I know you're going to say. Oh, my God, he's totally going to pick Gabby. Look at the way he talks about her. Look at the way they you know, kiss. You could say the same thing about Katie last night. It, you're never going to get anywhere with the edit because it's the editor's job to fool you during the season. After the season, it's very easy. Hindsight is twenty twenty to be like, oh, yeah, totally it was Katie. Well, no, it wasn't totally Katie based on the edit because there are plenty of people out there that still think it's Gabby. So um, it's just really, you know, like I said, the biggest thing about last night's episode was the fact that he asked um, Katie to spend the night with him. And he didn't even have a day portion date with her. They just went straight to the museum you know, only the third time they've even spoken in their lives. 
He talked to her the first night at the cocktail party. He kissed her that night, I believe. He talked to her at the group date after party last week. But they didn't even have a day portion. And he asked her at dinner. Things were going so well, I guess, in his eyes, he wanted to spend the night with her. And she said yes immediately. Why didn't he ask Christina to spend the night with him on after their date? Why didn't he ask Allie to spend the night with him after their date? Like, that doesn't mean that, you know, Katie won, but I think that's a, it's just a question that I have that I don't think we're going to get an answer to. Unless he asked someone else to spend the night this season, which I don't think he does. All I'm saying is my info has nothing to do with how this show is edited. It never has been. I try to find out through sources that I have all around what happened during filming. I'm not concerned with what they're choosing to show us when the show airs because that can point to multiple people depending on what your narrative is. And there's a big difference there. So talking about Chris Harrison's podcast with Caitlin the other day, this made the headlines uh, yesterday in all the entertainment sites. They basically said Chris Harrison tells Caitlin Bristow that producers set her and Tasha up to fail. And when he said this on the podcast, I was like, okay, I, I see what he's kind of saying. But when I think about it a little bit more, I don't really know why he needed to tell her that. And what is the definition of fail? Because they didn't get the permanent gig? I don't think that means that Tasha and Caitlin failed in that job. I don't even know what the word fail means in this particular instance. What does he mean when he says producers set you up to fail? I do think that this show needs one host. You don't need two. And by putting two there, but when they did do two, they made the best of it. It's not like Caitlin and Tasha were fumbling all over each other and constantly stepping on each other's toes and bickering and fighting and not getting along. I thought that was kind of like, okay, Chris, gee, thanks. Why are you telling me we were set up to fail? I know Caitlin agreed with him, but you know, they're buddies. They're not going to get in a heated argument on his, on his podcast. I just didn't know what the point of that was. Cause I don't know what failing means when he's talking about that particular situation, setting them up to fail. If that, if that means that, you guys were never going to get, it almost sounds like he was saying you guys were never going to get the gig as the two of you hosting this show going forward. And I don't know. I mean, Caitlin talks about how she was disappointed when she got the call. She thought she was actually going to get it. I don't know how Caitlin thought she could have gotten the job, not because she wasn't good enough, just because Caitlin, you've got like 17 jobs. You've got, you, you, <laughs> How would she have been able to do this show, travel with the show for Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise, and do all the other stuff that she does? There's no way. She couldn't have done that. I, 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 I don't know. I, maybe they could have figured out a way to work that out, but she's, she's got a podcast. She's got a wine business that she runs that she has to appear at you know, store openings, all this stuff. She's got her hair stuff. Uh, I don't know how she would have been able to be the host of this show. It never made sense to me. I always felt that they were going to go with a one host and have it be a male and kind of just have a spokes, you know, a, a mouthpiece for the show like a Chris Harrison was. I just don't know how Caitlin would have done it with all of the work that she already does. How could she have fit this into her schedule? This show takes up a shitload of time. Two months from September to November two months from March to May, then you got to go down to Mexico for a whole month in June, not to mention doing voiceover work. You got to get back to the studio and do voice. Like 
I'm sorry. I don't know how. I know she wanted the job, but I don't know. Maybe she was willing to cut back on her podcast or cut back on her wine business. I don't know. But, man, she would have been like the busiest woman in America if she got this gig and gave nothing else up that she's currently doing. But, yeah, I thought it was a little curious why Chris had to say that they set you up to fail because I don't really know what failing meant. What did that mean? How'd they fail? How did the show fail them? They were fine when they did it. We don't need to, but two hosts. But it doesn't mean that it didn't work and it was a total disaster. It was just like, okay, because you and I both know we've said this for years. What the hell does the host of this show even do? I mean, it's literally the easiest job in America. You travel, you show up with date cards, you show up clinking a glass of wine, you say, here's the rose, you count the roses down at a rose ceremony and say this is the final rose. There isn't a lot to do. Don't tell me, Chris, that you didn't have a shit ton of downtime when you were on set, because you did. So... Anybody, yes, would have killed to have that job because of how fun it must have been to travel and be on set and just kind of do your own thing and show up every once in a while because you're not part of the daily dates outside of, you know, dropping a date card off. Yes, you'll have the occasional, oh, this contestant is really upset. Let me go talk to them. How many times has that happened during a season? Twice, max? Don't tell me this job was hard, okay? It's just time consuming. And Caitlin is already super busy with everything that she does, with the businesses that she runs and the podcasts that she does and the appearances that she does. I don't know how she would have been able to do this when this show takes out five months out of the 12 months out of the year, September to November, March to May and all of June. So I don't know, but yeah, all the headlines yesterday in the entertainment sites were like Chris Harrison says, Caitlin and Tasha were set up to fail. Clickbait. Um, Bachelor Data has one something up today that I have in today's column at realitysteve.com talking about first dates and when past winners have gotten their first dates. When it comes to the Bachelorette, usually the men who have ended up winning have gotten, the, the majority of the winners have gotten a lot of their dates in episodes five, six, and seven. Their first dates of the season, first one-on-one dates of the season. For The Bachelor, it's been all over the board. Um, Usually they say it's between episodes. She has said it's between episodes three and five. I'll put that Instagram post up if you want to check it out. Like I said, that doesn't necessarily mean anything that the winner, alleged winner of this season, Katie, had hers in episode three, even though that's right in the ballpark of when the winners usually get their first one-on-one date because it's in the ballpark of winners usually get it between weeks three and five on The Bachelor. And we know Gabby gets her one-on-one in week five. So that doesn't really solve anything in terms of that. One other thing about Gabby, she's going to be on the Bachelor Happy Hour today. And again, this is another thing that people are going to dissect. And it doesn't really matter, again, because you can create your own narrative and look into any answer that Gabby gives and figure out, oh, she's with him because she said this, or no, there's no way she's with Zach. Look at what she said in the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. Just remember last year when Rachel was doing those, that she said her journey on Clayton's season was magical. This is a girl who was literally a hot mess at the rose ceremony from hell, yet after the show, 
to keep the suspense going and the spoiler wasn't out there at the time, she's calling her journey on the show magical. When we got to the end of Rachel's journey with Clayton, do you think that was magical? (laughs) Not quite. So you can read into these things all you want, but these people are trained to what to say. The show is very well aware that the spoiler is out there now. Now, I don't know when this interview was taped with Gabby. It was probably done before yesterday. So Gabby was doing this interview not knowing the spoiler of Katie being with Zach is out there. But again, you can read into it whatever you want, and you can create your own narrative in your head. If you want Gabby to win, you can absolutely listen to her on Bachelor Happy Hour today and absolutely pick and choose things that totally point to, oh, this means she won. And... If you think Katie won, you could absolutely listen to Gabby on Bachelor Happy Hour today and point to things that like, oh, look it, she said this. That doesn't mean she wins. So it's like, well, yeah, I'm telling you, like it, it, one of us is dead wrong. So everybody that let's just say at the end of this thing, like my spoilers, correct, because I do believe my sources. Let's just say that Katie is engaged to Zach at the end of this thing. Just remember every single thing that was written from November until the finale of this show, which has been plenty because trust me, it's been sent to me. Every single thing that's been written about Gabby and Zach being together, whether it was how she was edited on the show, what she said in a podcast, what she posted on Instagram, where she was posting from on Instagram. And, Oh, I think they're together on a happy couple. Every single thing that was posted in those five months was dead wrong. And it happens every season. I hate to tell you this, but it does. Finally, I want to end this with one thing that I read yesterday that I am giddy for, and I hope it happens. That is the fact that there are talks that they are going to do another sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, and reprising their roles would be Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. This movie was in my wheelhouse in the 90s, as you can suspect. I was a huge Jennifer Love Hewitt fan. I will always have a thing for Jennifer Love Hewitt. Even though I don't watch any of her stuff right now, I don't watch, was that 911 show on Fox? I don't watch it, but I do follow her on Instagram. But yeah, she'll be always somebody that uh, huge crush on in the 90s. And um, to hear that sequel talks are ongoing and this, it's not like they're trying to reboot it or whatever, you know, and bring on all new people. This is going to be a sequel with them, you know, 30 years later. And her and Freddie Prince Jr. are in talks to reprise their roles. Remember a couple years ago, I did a collaboration uh, for that show on Amazon Prime. I know what you did last summer. I absolutely loved that show on Amazon Prime. It was an eight episode season. If you want to check it out, go. I thought it was really good. It was basically the same thing as the movie, except better twists You could curse. There was nudity. Storylines were twisting and turning all over the place. You probably aren't going to guess who the killer was at the end of that thing. I was so disappointed that didn't get picked up for a second season because I thought they could have gone numerous places with that. But anyway, um, yeah, I read that yesterday on, I believe, Variety that uh, they're thinking of possibly doing another sequel. And JLH and FP Jr. are coming aboard. So let's keep our fingers crossed that that happens because I would be the happiest man in America if we got a sequel to that 30 years later. Love that movie. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. My column recapping last night's episode will be up 
on realitysteve.com in a couple hours. So check that out. Again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we are back tomorrow with another daily roundup. So until then, I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.